Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast. You can find more helpful advice at focusonthefamily.com slash parentingpodcast. You may have experienced those wonderful, harmonious seasons in parenting when your child is well-behaved and you, you really rarely need to correct him or her. Oh, those are sweet times and hold on to them because there are other times when you must act as a parent more than a friend and uh, draw the boundaries, enforce some rules. It's crucial to create a solid relationship with your child when things are good, because those rockier seasons are going to come. I'm John Fuller, along with Danny Huerta. He's the Vice President of Parenting and Youth here at Focus on the Family. And Danny, it's important for kids to know that we love them unconditionally. Uh, What are a couple of quick practical ways for us to create that strong foundation so they receive that message? And in fact, John, this is part of our seven traits of effective parenting, which we've created an assessment and the whole experience for parents on our website to begin the journey to explore those. And one of them is steadfast love, Hmm. that unwavering love. And that means in the places where a child has failed, where they've messed up, where they've been less, much less than perfect, that's when they require more of our love as parents. And that's when we tend to withdraw, our emotions tend to flare up, our stress, and we don't tend to give that depth of love that a child needs during those moments where we reassure them, my love is not dependent on what you do. My, My love is there whenever you are with me or whenever you're not with me. You're my child, and I am giving you my love. And so that means that when a child is frustrating, you want to point that out. I, I love you, but I'm frustrated with you, and I don't like what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And then from there, you step into a place of uh, knowing that you're teaching something to your child that is important. Instead of punishing them out of your anger, you're teaching them out of your love and then managing your own frustration uh, as you try to teach your child some important things. Yeah, and don't worry, you'll have plenty of opportunities to put some of these principles into practice as you uh, raise your child. Uh, Focus President Jim Daly and I talked with Ginger Hubbard, who explained that sometimes the most loving thing you can do is to correct your child's destructive behavior in a loving way. Let's move through a few more because I know moms particularly are going, yeah, get, let's get to whining and lying and manipulating. So whining let's hit those. is a good one. Whining, whining. is a very good okay, one. That's a common that's why one. I start, it was the very first chapter. <laughs> Stop whining. Yes. This is an easy one because it can push the parents' buttons so easily that we respond with anger. Stop right. it. Stop right. whining. Right. And they're going, okay, but you're not listening to me or whatever's motivating it. So mm-hmm. cover why kids whine okay. and then how to arrest that whining behavior. Right. When children use demanding forms to communicate their wants and needs, they're really in bondage to their own emotions and lack of self-control. And an enslaving addiction to whining does not make for a happy child, and it doesn't make for a happy parent. And I was one of those parents that whining would really get under my skin. That was one that could really push my buttons. But again, I wanted to get to the heart of it. And, you know, the Bible doesn't use the word whining, but the Bible does talk a lot about self-control. And if you think about it, whining is an issue of Mm self-control. And so Alex, you know, Wesley struggled with aggravating. One of her biggest struggles was whining. Yeah, yeah, my brother's irritating me. Yes, yes. (laughs) And so, and that was just really getting to me. So I thought I've got to get to the heart of this and figure out how to teach her to communicate with self-control. Because when children learn 
um, to communicate with self-control. They learned that self-control is a prerequisite for contentment and joy and good living because whining children, look at them. They're not happy children. Self-controlled children, obedient children, those are the ones that have a more happy countenance and the ones that really enjoy life more. And so let's just go through a scenario. Let's just say that Alex comes into the kitchen and she asks for a cup of juice. And instead of asking for it in a normal tone of voice, she whines for it. Mm -hmm. And so I would just ask her again, a heart probing question, honey, are you asking for juice with self-control? No, sweetie, you're not. God wants you to have self-control, even with your voice. And because I love you so much, I want to help you get that self-control. So what we did in our home, and this worked very, very well, is I would say, I'm going to set the timer for three minutes. And I had a little kitchen timer. And when that timer goes off in three minutes, then you may come back and ask for juice the right way with your self-controlled voice. And so, see, I didn't preach a sermon to her. I didn't use words that she couldn't understand. Um, God's word says that we're to have self-control. And so I simply reproved her in a way that she could comprehend, had her suffer the consequences of having to wait three minutes, which can seem like an eternity for a small child. Oh, yeah, but it's purposeful. Yes, and then that gives her time to get that self-control. And, you know, we may have to model that for them. Some kids whine so much they don't even know what it sounds like to talk in a normal tone of voice. So model that for her. And then when that three-minute timer goes off, then she could come back and ask for juice the right way with her self-controlled voice. And, again, there may be some listeners out there saying, well, you, again, don't know how strong-willed, or what was the word that you used earlier? Not strong-willed. We've changed that word. Determined. Determined. determined You don't know how determined uh, my child is. Wouldn't come back and ask the right way. So what do you do then? Well, natural consequence. They don't get the juice. And, you know, one thing about whining that I've noticed is more and more children these days don't just whine um, in an attempt to get what they want. A lot of kids today just whine as a general means of communicating. And so this is a great way to teach children to communicate with self-control. Say that mom's driving the minivan, the child's strapped in the back seat, and is just whining just as a general means of communicating. Same thing. Oh, sweetie, you need to talk with your self-control. Are you using self-control with your voice? And then you could use, again, some little timer or even your cell phone. And we're going to set that timer. And in three minutes, then we can have this conversation and you can communicate with self-control. And again, if the child refuses to do that, natural consequence. You don't get to have that conversation with mom. So the proof's in the pudding. I mean, how long did it take to arrest that whining behavior? That one was really effective. It worked very quickly. Alex was very prone to whining. And once I began to implement this plan and she began to realize that, A, I was never going to give her what she want when she whined. And I'm not even going to have a conversation with her until she can have self-control with her voice. She quickly learned that I need to have self-control with my voice in order to be able to communicate mm-hmm. with mom. So it's just not giving in and being consistent with following through with that plan. I thought it was interesting that Ginger kind of refused to talk with her kids until they showed some self-control. I've learned to be able to say, hey, wait, wait, there's too much noise here. Can you calm down so I can actually hear you? Because I want to hear you. Mm -hmm. Uh, Danny, as a counselor, I'm sure you've seen situations where it's really helpful to take that kind of approach that Ginger was expressing. Give us some more examples of kind of practicing tough love. Yeah, and tough love is different from harsh punishment. Harsh punishment is about... Uh, a reactive type of parenting. Uh, the the tough love is about a long term view of what the child is needing, and this is about not robbing your child of important lessons. 
that they need. And, and maybe that's an important way for a parent to see it. Tough love is about uh, stepping into something that is necessary for your child. And that could be with a cell phone. Maybe a child has not managed a cell phone well. So then the, the tough love is you're not going to use this phone or you're going to have to earn uh, this phone use back and earn trust back. Uh, another one that's naturally there is the car. If a child is texting while driving, a tough love is you're not going to drive uh, for a while, and we're going to have to rebuild that trust. Mm-hmm. Uh, tough love triggers emotional responses in our kids, and we have to realize that. So if we're there to make our kids happy, it's probably not going to go well because we will want to rescue them. It creates more anxiety for us as parents. Tough love is about allowing your kids to have the emotions they need to have mm-hmm. in response to a clear boundary that you've put. Yeah. If you've done this, this is going to be the consequence, and then you follow through on that consequence. And you mentioned a couple of um, older child consequences. Ginger was uh, spending a lot of time talking about younger child. Mm-hmm. Uh, how about in the middle? Let's say, um, you know, 8, 9, 10, 11-year-old. What, uh, they yeah. had a chore to do. They didn't get the chore done. And that's a common one, John. A child is supposed to do something, they don't do it, and then they say, hey, I'm going to go to a friend's house, or I want to spend some time with a friend, or I'd like to play this game. Uh, Not today. You're not going to get to do that because this is what happened earlier, and I was expecting and trusting you to do that, as you're expecting me and trusting me to take you to a friend's house or to have this game available to you. And they're probably going to be frustrated and angry with you. Yeah. That's okay. Just yeah. say, hey, that makes sense that you're upset. Um, you know, we'll try again tomorrow. Let's try it again now, tomorrow. Now, that seems a little uh, harsh, Danny. What if I just said, okay, well, do your chore first, and then I'll take you? Well, this is where we're talking about tough love, because it's a, it is a lesson that you don't want to repeat. Now, there are some kids that uh, tend to not be as organized, and so there are some skill deficits yes. there. And then there's some kids that intentionally did that. Mm -hmm. So the lesson's different. And you're talking about a child that maybe naturally just doesn't have the skills yet. So you have more grace and compassion. Mm -hmm. And that's great to have. And you say, hey, you need to get this done or this extra chore. And then you can do that. And that's okay. If a child is intentionally doing these things, tough love is necessary early on. So you don't have to do tough love when they're 16, 17, 18. It's better to do this younger, isn't it? (laughs) With smaller things. Well, if you're looking for more biblical parenting advice, let me highly recommend Ginger's book, I Can't Believe You Just Said That. Uh, It's, again, by Ginger Hubbard. It'll help you get to the heart of behaviors like lying and tattling and whining. And if you make a generous donation to support the work of Focus on the Family today, we'll make sure to send a copy of our book as our way of saying thank you for joining the support team. You'll find details about the book and donating in the episode notes or call 800-A-FAMILY. Now, Danny mentioned the parenting assessment. We're going to uh, offer that to you. It takes just about five minutes, and it'll give you a quick picture of what's working well in your parenting and maybe an area or two for growth. Next time, we're going to hear from Pastor Bill Putman and Pastor Jim Putman. They have a comforting message for parents who have a prodigal child, a wandering child. I'm John Fuller, and on behalf of Danny Huerta and the entire team here, thanks for listening today to the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast. Podcast.